Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us every week on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee and we'll bring the news. Subscribe to this podcast on your preferred streaming platform to get notified when a new episode comes out every week. My name is Brian Willett, one of your hosts for What's Happening. I'm the subject coordinator for numeracy and science, grades 6 to 12, here in the Anglophone East School District. And my name's Stephanie Patterson, the Director of Communications here at Anglophone East as well. We're so excited to be hosting this podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to What's Happening. Uh, thank you for returning. It's been a crazy uh, couple of months, and we are finally back in the studio recording. So I think it's time to say Happy New Year. Yeah, I mean, it feels like 2021 has been um, half as long, at least, as, as 2020 so far with the uh, events going on everywhere. But yeah, we're only two weeks into it. So hopefully we uh, can only go up from here. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm glad to be recording again. I'm glad to be bringing, you know, news back to the airwaves, to the district uh, for what's happening. And what better way than to start off with, I'm going to say it's like a feel good story. Let's, I had, I had chills during our conversation with Gerard. And as we talk about the idea center, what it is and what it stands for, like, it's just amazing. Yeah, it was an incredible conversation. It is definitely a feel-good story, definitely uh, a story that will inspire you and give you hope. Um, just the I the ideas coming out of the Idea Center from uh, students in our in our district is uh, is amazing. So if you want to be inspired, you want to maybe get some chills, <laughs> stay tuned because our conversation with Gerard Reinders about the Idea Center is absolutely amazing. So this is what's happening. I'm Gerard Reinders. Uh, I've been with uh, Anglophone East uh, for 12 years now. Uh, when I thought about that, I couldn't believe it had been that many years already. Um, uh, started out, uh, jumped around everywhere early in my career. So I was at Petty, Tantramar, Caledonia, uh, Riverview High, and then uh, spent the last five at Harrison Trimble, and then most recently uh, here at the Idea Center. So that's super cool. You know, your, your story and, and you and I started our careers at the same time in 2008. And actually we taught together for a little while there at Caledonia. So it's, you know, crazy small world when we, when we can join up 12 years later, and now we're on a podcast together talking about your role with the idea center. So let's, let's dive right into that. What is the idea center? Yeah. Awesome. Um, the idea center is an experiential learning, uh, center, uh, housed here at MBCC, but uh, it's an idea that uh, has grown from a number of our partners, um, and, you know, in the work we've done together. But essentially, uh, students join us uh, right now in the afternoons. We are hoping to uh, grow to have a morning cohort as well. But uh, students come here similar to a co-op program, but instead of following one mentor, uh, the program is uh, aimed to help them create their own business, uh, social enterprise, develop a, uh, a project um, that, you know, comes from uh, either a problem that they recognize in their, uh, in their communities, uh, in their lives, or maybe as a, as a passion area. Often a lot of the ideas come from uh, areas that they've, you know, explored a little bit in some of their other classes um, and just have run out of time to, you know, continue with. So we, uh, you know, uh, remove some of the obstacles and uh, put in, you know, some of the supports, both through the location and the partnerships that we have, and uh, help them explore that a little bit further. 
how did uh, how did the idea center come to be a reality in our in our district? Yeah, um, really, it started with a conversation that I had with Liz Nowlin. Um, it was just a sort of off the cuff conversation, and I said, uh, you know, I want to I want to do some more. And sort of at that same time, uh, I got asked to be part of a provincial entrepreneurial cadre, and so I met with uh, teachers from all over the province who were doing all kinds of uh, you know, neat and, uh, you know, different things. And uh, I met Reese and Stacy uh, out of St. John who had started their uh, idea center there. They're in year five of operation. And uh, so we said, you know, how can we, how can we take that idea and, and make it our own? So how can we work together um, and bring that to Anglophone East? Uh, and so that's, that's sort of where the idea culminated. From there, we, uh, we pitched the idea, uh, myself and Liz, to District um, and to 3 Plus and some of the other community members. Uh, that's when NBCC came on board and uh, offered to house us. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just grown from there. And what an amazing start to that story, which, you know, the conversation with Liz Nowlin, who was the Director of Curriculum and Instruction at the time, you know, and, and visiting the site on in St. John and seeing how they run and what theirs looks like. And now I think, what are we in year, year two of the Idea Centre here in the Anglophone East School District? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so our first cohort came through second semester uh, of last year. And unfortunately, we got uh, cut short uh, by COVID. But uh, a number of our students stayed online with us and uh, continued working with our partnership uh, with LMI, uh, completed their work with that. And uh, we had to pivot the work a little bit. Um, some of their projects uh, just were not capable um, to, you know, or we weren't capable to, capable to finish those. But so what we did, um, the focus really became on connections. And so we, we looked at, you know, the students sort of made a list of who are some people you'd like to talk to, what are some industries you're interested in? And, uh, and so we started seeking people out and, uh, you know, the students, you know, had, had one-on-one -on -one meetings. We had them prepare questions ahead of time and we met, uh, you know, with all kinds of different people uh, via Zoom and Teams and, and that type of stuff. And uh, that that's just going to carry forward uh, some of those connections that the students made those connections. But now, you know, as community partners have learned about our program, uh, they're just lining up, waiting to uh, to get in with this next cohort and, and talk to students. They, they really, you know, blew away some of our business people in how professional they were, uh, how knowledgeable they were and how eager they were to, uh, you know, to learn, learn from from industry people. So. And you mentioned earlier that this is similar to co-op. So for our listeners who are wondering, like what grades is this open to? And is there a credit system? Like, can they get credits for co-op or is it other courses that you would be getting credits for when you attend the Idea Center? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it's for grade 11 and 12 students. Uh, so they have to be uh, course earning students, credit earning students, I guess. Um, and there's a number of courses that they can earn. Um, entrepreneurship, business management, marketing, economics, leadership, uh, one credit co-op, and uh, as well as our personal interest credits as well. And in theory, we could, uh, you know, we could add some others if there were, if there was a, you know, a, a distinct interest there. Um, and like I say, what a lot of their interests come from something they've done in their English class or a world issues class, a science course. Um, and, you know, we try to take then the enterprise education piece and talk about, you know, how could, how could this become um, a business for you? Or how could you take, 
you know, a concept that you're really passionate about, uh, you know, and how could we, how could we support our community in that, in that endeavor? And so we, we sort of take it that way, but yeah, the, the students earn two credits, um, of that, of that number that I, that I mentioned and, uh, like co-op, they were off site. So they come to us, uh, we're housed at NBCC here on mountain road. Um, they are required to, uh, to get their own transportation at this point. Uh, so that's, I guess, one of the obstacles, but uh, it also provides, you know, great opportunity. We have access to uh, the NBCC facility. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, people from their facility joining us on a regular basis, instructors. Um, and then we, you know, we bring in, bring in people as well. Certainly in COVID times, a lot more of our meetings are, are virtual now. But uh, bringing students together alone from all of our local high schools uh, just creates, you know, a really neat new dynamic um, and allows for uh, collaboration opportunities there that they may not have, uh, you know, known, you know, uh, seen. And we also collaborate with our center, uh, the Ice Center in Miramichi, uh, the Idea Center in St. John, and we have some colleagues, you know, in other, uh, other buildings around the province. And so when they have students that are working on, you know, similar projects or concepts, we get to connect them uh, as well. So when you are summing up for our listeners, kind of what the idea center, I know, I know the term idea in general would, would um, makes it kind of an expansive uh, uh, project, but if you could sum up the main goal of the idea center, what are you hoping that everybody who comes through the door, if they could leave with one thing, what, what would be the main thing that you would hope? Yeah, um, I would love for our students to learn more about what opportunities are here in our community and here in our province. Um, you know, even in the work that I do in my classroom, you know, bringing people in, the students, um, unfortunately, just don't know enough about what's going on. And, and that education piece alone, um, I, I think, is huge. We're, we're bringing in, we're doing a great job in Moncton and in, in New Brunswick of bringing newcomers in and and growing our population and all of that. But we've got to continue to do a great job of creating and, and letting the students know of the opportunities that are currently here in our province. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, talking about cost of living, talking about, uh, you know, career opportunities. And when we talk about entrepreneurship, which is, you know, a big part of our program, what supports are in place through organizations like 3PLUS, which is one of our biggest partners, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, Opportunities New Brunswick, on and on and on. What opportunities can they help support these entrepreneurs? Because if we lose all of our, you know, uh, all of these people to, to other opportunities, we're, we're really not doing, we're not doing our, our, our students justice. So if I could say, you know, the one thing that we really hope is that uh, they recognize, you know, what opportunities are here in the province and, and, and they start to take advantage of some of those. And it sounds like an amazing, we, we've been using the word opportunity a lot, but an amazing opportunity for students who are in grade 11 and 12 to visit MBCC, right? You're basically taking, you know, a accredited course at a college campus here in Moncton, seeing the facilities and seeing what it does. But like you've been saying, Gerard, you're connecting with, you know, the business world. You, you mentioned a bunch of partners there and you're able to make those connections as you move forward into your entrepreneur kind of business or whatever it is you're trying to do. So what are some examples of those partnerships that students may have formed, you know, in that first cohort of students that went through um, and kind of examples that they would have created in their time at the Idea Center? 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, of course, being here at MBCC, there's, I mean, there's no question they see the benefit to bringing students through their, uh, through their facility. They're, they're in recruitment mode all, all of the time, right? Um, and so having students that get to, I mean, and when they're here, ultimately, they do get a bit of a college experience. It's certainly, um, you know, they get a little bit more autonomy over their learning. Um, you know, we focus on that, that agency term and that piece of, of that in, in what they're doing, um, you know, giving them the capacity to uh, have access to some of the people that maybe they wouldn't have um, otherwise and, and, and create that belief that they, that they can achieve some of these things. Um, but some, for some examples to answer your question, um, I have, we brought some of the alumni back. Uh, we just uh, recorded a prom promotional video, uh, which will be coming out soon. Uh, you'll find on our uh, social media and, and uh, the Anglophone East social media there as well and their website. But uh, so when they came back, um, one of our students, he had actually told me that he had just been in, in contact with one of, uh, one of uh, his mentors that he met through the program. So, you know, it's ongoing. It's, uh, and this person is a friend of mine. He's a partner at one of the accounting firms here in town. And, uh, you know, he told me after his first meeting, he said, we've got to keep tabs on that guy because if he comes back to the province, uh, you know, we want to hire him. And this was a high school student who had, you know, none of the training, but the, he said the questions that he's asking, he said, I wouldn't have even known what he was, what he was talking about halfway through my undergrad. Right. But this is a student who is very driven, um, you know, very eager to learn and is doing research and reading and, and learning, you know, outside of the classroom. Um, and, and so that's, you know, one great example of a, a connection that they've made. And, you know, I'm, I'm, very, very confident that they'll cont continue to connect all the way through his undergrad, um, you know, as he's learning, you know, course materials, he's got a, you know, an industry expert, somebody who's actually doing the job that he can now connect with um, throughout. And, you know, if he wants it to, there's no reason why it won't uh, create a job opportunity for him down the road. So that's one, um, you know, another one would, I, I would say, um, is Nyla McCullum, who, I have no doubt will be a business owner and a, and a leader here in our community. She wants to open uh, a massage uh, therapy, um, physiotherapy clinic. And so she connected with, uh, you know, a number of the people who own uh, similar type facilities here in town. She, when, in her time with us, was developing her business plan. She's now at college, um, you know, learning her trade. And, uh, you know, and there's no doubt that, uh, you know, she's going to go really far with that. And same thing, when I talked to some of the people that she interviewed and met with, you know, they said, we'd hire her right now working in our facility. She actually does work at, uh, you know, at a massage therapy clinic right now, just working the front desk. Um, but is a perfect example of just someone who's eager, um, wants to learn the trade, but also knows that, uh, you know, I, I can take a bigger, I can take a bigger look at that. And, and she wants to, she knows, you know, the average length of some of the people that work in those industries is, is short. So she wants to own her own clinic and she wants to see her ability to work in that industry uh, go beyond just the time that she'll work, you know, with her hands, so to speak. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're doing great things. And your stories just gave me chills, you know, and it's one of those kind of scenarios where you're thinking, wow, this, this is education. This is what, teaching and what learning looks like and it's being to your exact point is being in an environment where you can connect with industry experts 
to build the craft that you're passionate about, you know, and as cliche as it sounds like the idea center is, is a place where you can bring your ideas to life as cliche as that sounds. Um, but the truth is for our listeners out there, you know, if you, if you're a teacher and you have students who th you think would fit into this, or if you have a parent who you think you have a child that would fit into this, you know, the opportunity is there. That's why the district is supporting the Idea Center and providing this opportunity for our youth to engage in this type of learning because experiential learning, the connecting with the with the the, the public is such a huge part in what will promote our students in wanting to stay in New Brunswick. Which leads me to my next question is how can students register? That was to gonna be, be my question. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we have we have our own website. Uh, it's the ideacentermoncton.ca. Uh, there's a you can you can uh, connect right through there. Uh, my contact information is there, um, but you can fill out the form, uh, and then I reach out uh, right away. You can go through your guidance counselors, um, and they can connect us. And uh, you know, I've already been asked by some of the schools, uh, are we running next year? Of course we are. We plan to, to have our cohorts. As well, we, we have our next cohort coming through. We have a couple of spots left. Um, so certainly we've, you know, we're looking to, to have, fill one or two uh, more seats for this coming semester. And then, you know, if you're a grade 10 or 11 student looking for next year, um, start the conversation early, um, you know, get in contact with us. And uh, yeah, we wanna, we wanna get you signed up. We wanna get you here. We wanna give you those opportunities. Awesome. And for our listeners who maybe are not um, in, are not uh, part of the district, but uh, might be corporations or community partners uh, or organizations, are they able to connect with you to um, get their opportunities involved in the Idea Center as well? Of course. Yeah, we're, we're always looking to uh, grow our network of partners, um, whether it's a, uh, you know, a one on one mentorship opportunity, whether it's, a, you know, a guest speaker um, you know, uh, any of those people. And again, the website, uh, ideacentermoncton.ca, there's a, there's a spot right there, uh, where they can fill out, uh, you know, who they are, they can ask questions and it comes directly, uh, to me and then we'll reach back out. Now I must say our, our partner, uh, corporation three plus corp, uh, Vanessa Cormier, uh, works for them and she's here with us every day. So you can also connect us, uh, connect through three plus, um, and their network as well. Um, the Chamber of Com Commerce is on board. So any, anybody uh, in either of those organizations can funnel you, uh, you know, into, into us, I guess, as well. And those sound like amazing partnerships and opportunities for students to connect. And so for our, maybe our student listeners out there or, or even teachers, I guess, wondering, you know, I'm, I'm sending a student to you, uh, Gerard, at the Idea Center or students wondering, I really want to go. What does a typical class look like? Like if I'm entering you know, the idea center at, you know, let's say one o'clock, whenever start class would start, what does, what does my typical afternoon look like? Yeah, great. That's a good question. Um, so one thing I just want to touch on, and then I think it'll help answer that question. I think the three pillars or the three key components to the idea center that, that make it successful are that curriculum flexibility. So they're taking two credits, but we've got a variety of those options. So, you know, some of the students that are doing a more social enterprise, you know, something that's, you know, more community engagement, that type of stuff, you know, they may be taking a, uh, meeting the outcomes of a leadership course versus an economics course, for example. And so, you know, that, that flexibility is a key piece. Um, the mentorship, uh, you know, is, is so important. So we have people that will come in uh, and talk about a concept 
that hits on, you know, a number of, uh, you know, GCOs or SEOs that are in a number of those curriculums. And so it becomes relevant to all of all of the students that are present. And then as well, um, you know, that mentorship often takes a more one on one um, direction as we as we grow through the program. Um, and then the time and location. So we, you know, yeah, we start at 120 to 320 are our mandatory hours. Um, but the students travel over lunch hour. They're often here. Um, you know, I have students that are here at 12 o'clock. And I can tell you last semester, uh, you know, I would go to pick up my daughter around 430. And I was rarely uh, the one that shut the lights off. Uh, there were students that were just here uh, working away on their projects or uh, the things that they were doing. Um, and so that, you know, that sort of is what it looks like. What does it look like? It looks like a lot of things. Um, if you see our space, you know, we have, um, you know, we have a big boardroom table and that's where we start every day is we talk about what, it, what are we working on individually? What are the goals of a, as the group? And that alone, you know, sometimes somebody says, well, I'm, I'm struggling to communicate with somebody um, in this way. And somebody else in the group says, well, you know, here's something I tried. Uh, you know, have you looked at that? And so the the collaborative um, feel to that uh, is really nice. Um, you know, and then we've got, you know, just workstations all around the room and we've got some tech and we've got some of those things uh, that are here. And it doesn't resemble a, a regular classroom because there's it's it's not me leading it. It's very student led. Um, and I'm often well with Vanessa here. I'm, I'm never the only adult in the room. Right. So. The, a question that that students might have, I might not have the answer, um, and Vanessa might not have the answer. So you know, we reach out to somebody else. Uh, Josiah comes in from Brilliant Labs as a support uh, to student projects. We bring people in um, from district. There's days that um, if you like traditional in your desk and seat, th this could be difficult for you. Um, there could be days where we have two or three of the business instructors walk in. Um, you know, and, it, and it's just buzzing. We have, um, so, you know, every day looks like something different, I guess, is, is sort of the short answer. But uh, when we talk to, you know, to your point about teachers, they're the ones lighting the fire and they're the ones helping, uh, you know, create that passion for the, for students. And we just want to be that next opportunity for them, right? So when the bell goes in your class or when the semester ends, you know, and, and the students have really engaged in something we want them to bring that here um, and just take it that next step right we want to give them uh you know an opportunity to, pr to pursue that even further and just support them in that is there anything else that we haven't covered or how how do we continue to support the idea center and how does the community continue to support the idea center i the first thing i've got to do is thank our partners because without um, everybody and what they give, we're not able to do it, right? So whether it's Anglophone East and, you know, supporting me and being here, you know, that's one. Three plus and the, the ability to connect into their network is huge. Uh, Brilliant Labs and the way that they support um, our student projects with, you know, technology or, or materials that, that our students may need. Um, MBCC and the OASIS program by not only housing us, uh, but you know, uh, access to their um, entrepreneurs uh, in residence and uh, and those people is is huge. Um, another you know great one that I've got to shout out to is LMI, which is Leadership Management uh, International Canada that we work with. Um, so they do a part of our our programming is their training. So they Steve Daniels 
is the leader of that program. Uh, and he comes and he works with our students uh, once a week. He's a corporate coach and he takes our students through programming that would, um, you know, that Sobeys uh, goes through, right? And the leadership team at, uh, you know, all kinds of our big corporations around the East Coast uh, would do. And so our students are getting that access. They get their certification um, through that organization. Um, and that's to no cost to our students where that would be, you know, six to $8,000 ahead, um, you know, with, with some of these companies. So that's another just wonderful example of, of some of the experiences that they get here. Um, you know, so how do we support it to get back to that? Um, I, I want people to come visit. I want teachers, I want guidance counselors, I want administrators to come see uh, the wonderful work uh, that's going on um, and engage with our students um, and encourage our students to take uh, to take the opportunity. So tell them about, uh, you know, what the program is, uh, help them help them get here. Um, so I think that's the big thing that we can do. And then from the business community, uh, contact us. And if we contact you, uh, you know, be open to, to supporting us. And we haven't had any issue. The students, uh, you know, just totally blow the socks off uh, people that they get to work with. So um, the more that we can continue to do that, the, you know, the, the, I just think the opportunities are endless. Yeah. And that connection with the students to the professionals, you know, we've been saying it over, over, over again in this episode, but that's ongoing, right? That's something that's not going to end because, you know, class is over or the bell rang or the semester is done. That will continue to grow. And that benefits both, you know, the provincial body and also the students as they move forward and looking and searching for a career and finding their passion. And one what question I want to ask you is we've been talking about projects a lot during our conversation. Um, and as students are thinking, mm, maybe the idea center is for me, do they have to come with a, an idea, like a project already set up and ready to go? Uh, I'm glad you asked that. And, and I get that same question from students that, you know, they've heard about the program and they're excited, um, but they say, you know, I don't know if I have like a fully formed idea. And they come to us at all variations. I, we've had some students that come and they already have a business and they're running and they need help, you know, developing it and taking it to that next step. And then we have students who are really passionate about something. Uh, they just don't know how to frame it. And uh, so a big part of our programming up front is, is that, uh, you know, awareness about problem solving and what are the things that bug you and what are the things that you're passionate about um, and really examining that. And, you know, some people come in and they're, uh, they're really, really excited about a certain idea, um, you know, and then as they get in the, in, the, in the space and they connect with others and they say, you know, that's, that's sort of something that I just want to keep as a, you know, as, you know, something that I explore on my own and that's not where I want to go. But, hey, I didn't realize, but I really, you know, I really get fired up about this. Um, so we spend a lot of our programming up front really diving into that because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be all in. You've got to love what you're doing or it's too easy to give up. Um, and so we, we spend a lot of time, you know, really focusing on that and helping them, you know, discover some of those passion areas. And sometimes they come in and they have an idea uh, or something that they're really excited about, but they're like, how can that be a, uh, you know, how can, how can that be a business or how can that help my community? And so we do a lot of the discovery in that way as well. And that absolutely sounds amazing. I think I've used that word a hundred times already, but such an amazing opportunity for students to, to gain a better understanding of what their passion is, what their future might look like and what they want to do and make authentic connections with those professionals. So I absolutely think that's huge. And, and second semester is right around the corner. So, you know, you know, your cohort's about to come into the idea center, set foot there for, for the very first day, you know, of second semester. And, and you know what, we'd love to have you and, and a couple of your students, once you get going back on the podcast, 
hear how things are going and, and to get their perspective as well, because honestly, it just sounds like an amazing opportunity that I wish I had when I was going through school. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and I'm really glad you said that because the, they're, um, you know, they're why we do this and they're the, um, they're what's going to sell this program moving forward. Um, the success that they have, um, and the work that they do, it's, um, it's exciting. And yeah, so I really, I really hope that we can, we can get them on and, and share their stories and share their experiences. Um, because yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And when you talk about, you know, connecting with employers, you know, not everybody that's going to come through our program is going to open a brick and mortars business. We're, we're not, a, we're not, you know, oblivious to that fact. But when we talk about global competencies all the time as educators, um, that entrepreneurial mindset is what we need to continue to grow, um, you know, in our students, because what the professions are, 20 years from now, we don't even, we don't know. We don't know what the jobs are going to be down the road. Our, our workplaces are changing all the time. But if we can have entrepreneurial mindset um, and, you know, strength in those, you know, collaboration and problem solving skills, um, they're just going to be so much better off for whatever comes their way. And, and I mean, what better year to use as an example? I mean, I don't think that Zoom would have uh, thought that they would be so essential to the way that the world runs when they first uh, probably came up with that idea. But um, what would we have done without that technology if somebody hadn't thought about that uh, previous to to COVID-19 happening? So it's just, you know, you never know basically what, what idea might uh, become absolutely essential to uh, maintaining some sort of normal life. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, it's been, you know, COVID, there's no question has been difficult on our economy and it's been difficult on, you know, many of our business community, but it has also created um, unbelievable opportunities for others, whether it was, you know, through pivoting and changing a business or if it was the creation of brand new ideas um, as well. Right. And so, you know, that learning, uh, is very key, you know, and very important to the students to, to see and to recognize. Well, Gerard, I think our conversation, I mean, it's inspired me, you know, and, and, and I'm definitely going to be visiting the Idea Center uh, this year. And I encourage any, everyone who's listening to reach out to Gerard and see if there's a time that you could visit, you know, because I, I think this this center is more than an idea. It's an opportunity for our youth to be able to to share their passion, grow their passion and expand their horizons beyond what may have been, you know, in the typical classroom. And and as as you've been saying over and over, Gerard, it's taking something that they may have been inspired by in the class and now building on it and making it so much more. So, Gerard, I thank you so much for, for taking the time and joining us on the podcast, sharing your, your story and sharing the story of, of the youth who have gone through the Idea Center. And we look forward to hearing so much more about what happens this year during the cohort and I, I say it again, but thank you for inspiring our students into building something for their future. We thank you all for listening to today's episode of What's Happening. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Gerard. And, and hopefully you felt a little inspired like we did in hearing about what the Idea Center offers uh, students here in our district. Yeah, it was incredible to learn about all of the opportunities that are available to students in our district um, through the center. I really liked um, how he talked about how it, it uh, lets 
uh, students know about the opportunities that exist in our community and the resources that exist in our community um, so that we can, you know, bolster our, our economy in this province. Um, I really, I think that's an amazing uh, lesson for, for everybody to learn. Absolutely. And, and don't forget to head over to their website, ideacentrumoncton.ca, which is available in the show notes uh, down below to go see what else they have to offer. Watch their, their promotional video, which I think is amazing. I think, you know, it's inspiring all on its own to hear those testimonials from former students who went through the Idea Center. And you never know, it might be your child, it might be one of your students, it might be somebody you know. Share that information with them so that maybe they could apply for the semester coming up in, in September and they could be in the Idea Center. Right. And you know, that that spark that you see in them, um, it might just need a little bit of a push to be completely ignited and and start the start the next the next big thing. 100%. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to what's happening on whatever major platform you're listening to us on right now to be notified of when a new episode comes out bi-weekly with some surprise episodes to come down the way. So don't forget to subscribe and follow Anglophone East on social media uh, to see when those new episodes come out as well. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. So as always, stay tuned, stay creative, and stay connected. This is what's happening.